bollocks. Hello and welcome back to the final instalment of Jamaican. <laughs> Everything in the flat vibrate final. <laughs> you know, and like Beyonce, like Beyonce does that when she sings. She's yeah. like, she loves. And yeah. Oh, what a beautiful nightmare! There you go. You got there in the end. It's terrifying. <laughs> Powerful woman. Powerful woman. Mm. I actually find her singing style very annoying. I'm just hold one note. Just, just, a, just a second. Just a second. You yeah. don't have to hit every note on the fucking piano, man. It's uh, vocal acrobatics. Annoying. And I'm Marsha. I'm Katie. And I this do is unclassical. Like but she just annoys me. <laughs> this is unclassical. Not we like, but a judge Beyonce podcast. I mean, all respect her, but all I'm saying is. She did a performance of Silent Night once and it annoyed me. <laughs> Silent oh. Night. <laughs> it puts me a bit on edge. I'm like, are you having a fit? I thought, are you going to cry? <laughs> I just like, look, Silent Night is a beautiful, simple song. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. It's a beautiful, simple song. And no time was it performed better than when Jim sang it in Friday Night Dinner. <laughs> That was the best. <laughs> your face is literally the glee in your eyes. <laughs> no. In fact, it made Jackie cry. Thanks, Jim. That was really beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, really beautiful. Oh, <laughs> uh, can you can you imagine being among our parents? And then the weird neighbour comes round and sang us a Christmas carol. <laughs> if Gordon came round. I was thinking the other one. But... Oh. Okay, yeah, we, we're not saying names. <laughs> oh, either of them, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, no offence, Gordon, he doesn't listen. Yeah. Um, Gordon came around, he wouldn't understand fucking word of it. No, no, he wouldn't. Gordon has a very strong Devonian accent. Is that what it's called? Devonian? Yeah, it's Devonian. I always thought it was like Devonshire accent. Devonian. It makes it sound like a phone brand or something. I don't know. <laughs> like very Devonian. Yeah. <laughs> Devonian. Devonian. Devonian phones, get your service now. But what is Devonshire? Because the, because Devonshire isn't the name of the county, is it? Because Devon is the county? Yeah. Is that right? And by that logic as well, is Lancashire not Lancashire? It's actually just Lanka. No, because it's not Ham. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Lancaster, and I was, I was like the different say, things. Before we got into this episode, that we shouldn't do too many tangents because we've got quite a lot to get oh. through. But, um. <laughs> What about Yorkshire? Is that just York? Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, because York's a city. Anyway. In York, is it in Yorkshire? I don't know. I'm going to be very upset if York's not in Yorkshire, guys. <laughs> well, i have to look it up. Guys, also, this is our Halloween episode. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm very tired, guys. I've gone a bit delirious. So anyway, back to Beyonce. Yeah, back to Beyonce. Where are we going? No, back to Jamaica. Is. Where there is spooky shit kind of, or well, scary shit yeah, going on. Like, there was a dead body at the end of a last body. week. A body? A body? found a body. <laughs> Mary did. It's behind the clock. Yeah, well, he smashed the clock down. He took it. Sorry, but why do men have to die so dramatically? <laughs> oh, you always have to die so dramatically. Like, so you couldn't have just fallen because, you know, you had to take the fucking nice clock down with you as well, didn't you? Of course you did. Dramatic irony, yeah. I'm sure. It's a dramatic irony. Mm. Well, it's dramatic. irony and it was dramatic. I didn't take the iron. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was... Needlessly dramatic. Such a fucking drama queen, Joss. Oh, Joss is a drama queen. So, was. <laughs> may he rest in peace. May he not, he's a prick. May he rest <laughs> in pieces. <laughs> See, last episode we ended on the almighty cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Um, 
error notice popped up in front of my notes. I need that. Error notice? Yeah, you're getting free errors now. <laughs> I was that. like, don't shot that donkey. <laughs> I want that error. Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds right. It's my yeah. laptop. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Joss Merlin had been found stabbed in the back. Quite literally. Um, dead as a dodo across the hallway in Jamaica Inn. And he had smashed the lovely grandfather clock along Aww. with him. That's probably bad luck. Smashing a mirror is bad luck. I can imagine a grandfather clock's bad luck tenfold. Yeah. So yeah, Mary discovered the body and I think it's so she's breaking it a wee bit. Fair enough. Number one, you know what? This episode's heavy on the quotes from the book because a lot of shit went down. Mm. <laughs> It was the silence that frightened her most. Now that the clock no longer ticked, her nerves strained for the sound of it. The slow wheezing choke had been familiar and a symbol of normality. The light of her candle played upon the walls, but it did not reach to the top of the stairs where the darkness gaped at her like a gulf. She knew she could never climb those stairs again, nor tread that empty landing. Whatever lay beyond her and above must rest there undisturbed. Mother, you could go up and have a little look. Where's Aunt Patience? She's like, no. I must never go again. She's probably got shit up there. <laughs> no, it could be something valuable. <laughs> um, whatever, yeah, whatever the must lay undisturbed. Death had come upon the house tonight and its brooding spirit still hovered in the air. She felt now that this was, the, this was what Jamaica Inn had always waited for and feared. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> what the death um, of Joss. Yeah. So after this, Mary runs back to Richards, the... Um, Oh, the guy that's getting ready to fucking square and go. He's like, I'm so fucking ready. No, no, I'm sure it's very stressful for you, young lady. Yeah, like, so ready! <laughs> um, and she tells him, uh, uh, yeah, she goes back to the opening trap and Richards and tells him what she's seen. He asks about her aunt, but she tells him she did not see her. Yeah, because she didn't fucking look. <laughs> well, Joss is dead. Ah! I mean, also, to be, fa- to be fair to her, I can appreciate it. She's like, well, there's one dead guy who's, you know, probably one of the most scary, most powerful mm. men that I've ever definitely i've ever known mm. so and someone could kill him i don't know where they are or who they yeah. they could still be in that she's like, oh, she's, oh, she's not here she's not here best guy she's like look I've, I've watched enough horror films to know that when you come across a dead body you get it you don't go i'm going to the kitchen mm-hmm. anybody there <laughs> see you um so yeah she's walked off back to richard's um and yeah, she, so they're like, we'll just wait till the squire arrives. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard asks who she thinks could have killed her uncle. And I think we and Mary all have a pretty good idea of who might be behind it. Um, Jim. Jeremiah. Ooh, what a name. I know. They do what she <laughs> says for him. Point. That's weird. Um, who'd have killed the, um, killed the landlord, said Richard's, puzzled. He's a match for most men and should have held his own. There was plenty who Wasn't might he have he stabbed had... in the back? Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. got to be sneaky. Yeah. Oh, it's too, you can take to anyone if you're sneaky, Richard. <laughs> yeah. You don't have the mind of a murderer. Exactly. What a loser. There was plenty of um, who who might have had a hand in it, though. For all that, if ever a man was hated, he was. There was the peddler, Mary slowly. I'd forgotten the peddler. It must have been him breaking out from the barred room. He's not dead already. <laughs> How long's he been in there? <laughs> a day. <laughs> okay. Um, she fastened upon the idea to, the, to escape from another. She retold the story eagerly now of the, how the peddler had come to the inn the night before. It seemed at once that the crime was proven and there could be no other explanation. That was Gem. Yeah, but from Gem. Or even Aunt Patience. I'm not ruling her out. Yeah. Mm. I am just about to blot it off for you. Yeah. She's like, look, it's been... You've just kissed my niece twice. Yeah. You cheated on me. And now you're, now you're freaking with my, little, with my, with my niece. Yep. What? No, no, and it's in the back, so yeah, mm. strength's not needed. Right, yep. It could be a vibe. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, she's like fixed on the idea that it's Harry the Peddler. Yeah. Um, as they're waiting, there is a growing silence as they're both kind of thinking of what could have happened to Aunt Patience, <laughs> but neither want to voice the subject. <laughs> it's like she did. She's just like not voicing it because he's like out of tact and respect, mm. and then she's not voicing. She's like, I don't want to think about that. Yeah. It's like, I believe we came back here for one aunt and we are still minus one Where's your aunt? aunt? I don't know. I didn't look. Okay. <laughs> Want me to go look? No, don't leave me alone. Okay. And he's getting a bit like, I really should probably go in and have a look. Because mm. the squire is in here. She's like, I can't be alone. He's like, okay. We'll just sit here. <laughs> anyway, eventually the squire and his posse turn up. Mm-hmm. Which is the best word ever. Oh, yeah. And it actually says it in the book. No. Oh, okay. No, I mean, it's like the squire and the men from La- no, Longston no. come. His posse. His posse. Yeah. Way cooler. <laughs> anyway. Posse. So as they arrive, Richard shouts to them to tell them the landlord has been murdered. Subtle. He's dead. He's dead, lads. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, so the men, the men are, are going to go into the inn and have a look. And the squire's outside um, to talk to Mary. He heard with astonishment how she had walked the long miles to North Hill in the hopes of finding him. And you weren't and fucking there, mate. You were not. Where <laughs> were you? <laughs> I needed you. Um, and not content with that, I must return again to Jamaica Inn. This is altogether beyond me, he said gruffly. I believe you to be in conspiracy with your uncle against the law. Why did you lie to me then when I came here earlier in the month? You told me you knew nothing. I lied because of my aunt, said Mary wearily. Whatever I said to you then was for her sake only, nor did I know as much then as I do now. I am willing to explain everything in a court of law, should it be necessary, but if I tried to tell you now, you would not understand. No, I have, no, have I the time to listen, replied <laughs> the squire. He has to sound like this. Of fortune. course, yeah. You did a brave thing in walking all that way to Alternan to warn me, and I shall remember it in your favour. But all this trouble could have been avoided, and the terrible crime on Christmas Eve prevented, had you been frank with me before. However, huh? all for that matter, uh, my groom tells me that you have found your uncle murdered, but beyond that, you know nothing of the crime. Had you been a man, you should go with me now to the inn, but I will spare you that. I can see you have endured enough. He raised his voice and shouted for the servant, Take the trap up to the yard and stay beside it with the young woman while we break into the inn. When you to... said trap, I thought you were going to say, Take the trap home. <laughs> I was like, Fuck it. Up. Take the trap home. <laughs> like, I hey. Think Hey. Hey. <laughs> also, what home? Yeah, lol. I, I live there. <laughs> so, fun. I'll just step over his body, pop upstairs. Yeah, every word will get out the way. I can't think about logistics. You're a woman, I can't think about logistics. <laughs> um, I must ask you to wait in the yard if your courage permits you. You are the only one amongst us who knows anything of the matter, and you were the last to see your uncle alive. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, Honey, take the plum out of your mouth before you start speaking. Well, I have to leave the middle of dinner. <laughs> There's quite a lot of plums at dinner. I'm going to keep on flavour for a little snack. Yeah, it's a long drive up here, don't you think? <laughs> long drive? Long drive? Can't imagine how long it would take to walk. Yes. Great, so you've got a bit of sexism and victim blaming into one speech, Squire. Mm, yeah. Like, if you told me it was earlier, then, none of, then all those people wouldn't have died. Like, if a if a lot of different things had happened, if the vicar had been like, yeah, I'll help you if we can yeah. like, bring this about. If Joss hadn't been a murderer. Yeah, literally. If, 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 why not blame the actual people who were doing yeah. the shitty shit? Annoying. Mm. Um, it's just like, oh yeah, I was going to say, like, all this like, shit always comes back to like, blaming women. Of course. Like, have you seen, I don't know if you spoke about this last week, actually, in Nottingham with the, um, 
people spiking women by injecting them. I think we might have spoken about it off the podcast. Yeah. I don't think we spoke on here. It's fucking horrific. So sorry, they're bl- blaming the women for being injected. They're not. Not they're trying not to. But it's just like all the advice. <laughs> they're trying. I just keep slapping in there. <laughs> it's just like all the advice, though, sort of like how to avoid oh, it. All right. Yeah. And like, oh, this is what you should know mm. about being injected. It's like all the focus is on that. And it's like, can the focus not be on like, if you think you're going to inject someone with drugs because you're a cunt, don't. Don't maybe just or you know like have like down a nice where sort of like this is a ladies only night because unfortunately you don't get to come party because your entire gender sucks yeah literally so fuck off fuck off but no anyway frustrating so has anyone like gotten like really like ill or died from being injected by a rando. Not that I'm aware of, but obviously, like, it's like you don't know what kind of needles they're using. You've no fucking idea. Because that's the thing, like, people have been like, you have to, like, you have to go and get yourself, like, checked for, like, HIV and, like, everything after. Some of those don't take, uh, don't take, some of those do take a while to show up in tests as well. So so you probably have to spend, I think it's like three weeks is maybe the longest, maybe six weeks, like, waiting for it to show up. Yeah. Might be longer. Bullshit. Did you just hear a noise in the kitchen? I thought it was in the hallway. We keep hearing this in the flat. It's a new building, but as you can, you know, witness, it's haunted. So, again, sorry for this tangent, guys. Probably edit this out. Well, um, I don't know, it's Halloween and we are witnessing ghosts. Do you ever get the thing, though, when you like... Obviously, I know what your dark hallway looks like. Yeah. And you just get the image of what it would look like if someone was stood in it. And when I turned around to look there and I felt really sick, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do if I see someone, like... Oh. Would you please leave? I, Genuinely I cry. <laughs> no. Anyway, back to Jamaica. <laughs> so, the men break into the inn, and this frustrates break me. Break into the inn. Sorry. <laughs> because the door's open. Mary went in through the kitchen door. <laughs> yeah. And not only do they break in through the front door, yeah. they really struggle to break oh in. Oh my god. Because Joss's body is lying across it on the other side. So you literally have to fucking dismount to the door, and it's like. How do you think Mary got it? Literally, I was going to say, is it because they sent Mary to the yard, but isn't it worth being like, oh, she got in obviously not this way, let's just do a recce round the back, or even go fucking ask her. Literally, like, I kind of like to imagine, obviously she's aware of what's happening, she's like, are you even going to think, are you going to, no? No, at some point they'll figure it out and go around the back. No, they really won't, wow, okay. His body's across the plane, we can't get in this way. Hit harder, man. (laughs) Hit harder. Punch it. And... And do you think I'm the weaker sex? Yeah. Like, Interesting. Did you think about using the back door? Oh, well, that's a sort of thing a weak woman would do. I'd pound her through the body. Sorry, how do you think I got in? <laughs> well, By witchcraft. As a pathetic little woman, you probably fluttered in on the breeze. <laughs> Came down the chimney. I'm not Father Christmas. I certainly wouldn't be visiting this house. <laughs> He's been very bad. You came to drop off the coal. <laughs> very naughty boy. <laughs> yeah, weird. Uh, so yeah, after a little while, Mary's been sitting in the yard um, when she hears something from the inn. Ooh. Someone called sharply from the house and was answered by a murmur of voices and, quest- and a question from the squire. The sounds came plainly now through the open parlour window. So I like to think that she can hear the specifics. So it's like... <laughs> Um, Richard's glanced across at Mary and he saw the pallor of her face that she had heard. A man who stood by the horses and who had not gone with the others inside the inn had shouted to the groom and, Do you hear what they say? he said in excitement. There's another body there on the landing upstairs. Oh, you should have gone look, Mary. Richard said nothing. Mary drew her cloak further around her shoulders and pulled the hood across her face. They waited in silence. Presently, the squire came. um... I think it's Harry the Peddler. 
Harry came, came out into the yard and crossed to the trap. I'm sorry, he said. I have bad news for you. Perhaps you expected it already. Yes, said Mary. I don't think she suffered at all. Aww. She must have died at once. <laughs> she was lying just inside the bedroom at the end of the passage. Stabbed like your uncle. <laughs> Stabbed. Stabbed. <laughs> she could not have known. She could have known nothing. Believe me. You're, I'm very sorry. Do you don't die instantly from a stabbing? You're like, ow, you motherfucker. Now I'm dying. Surely. <laughs> she could have known nothing. Probably knew some things. <laughs> like... Basic English. <laughs> she could have known nothing. I doubt this Mary knows about double negatives. <laughs> she's like, what are you talking about? And like, she got stabbed. She got stabbed in the back, so she had enough time to experience pain and bleed out. Yeah, really. I'm, I'm sure it's how she would have wanted to go. Well, well, um, she's dead. She's dead then. Mary sat motionless, as shrouded in her cloak, and she prayed in her own way that Aunt Patience would forgive her and find peace now, wherever she should, and that the dragging chains of life would fall away from her, leaving her free. She prayed also that Aunt Patience would understand what she had tried to do, and above all, that her mother would be there, and she would not be alone. Hmm. These were the only thoughts that brought to her a measure of consolation. If she went over in her mind again the story of the last few hours, she would come to the one and only accusation. Had she not left Jamaica Inn... Aunt Patience might not have died. No, you'd all be dead. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, you know, it's the survivor's guilt. And she's like, maybe if I was there, I could have stopped him. Like, like when she was like, if I was a man, I'd give him a smack. Like, darling, he's like the size of a house. <laughs> <It's not laughs> really, when I was reading it, like, for the notes, like, it does say seven foot. Yeah. Fucking hell! <laughs> like, I was picking a fight with him unless you're sneaking up behind and stabbing yeah. him in the back. Like, the only way to do it is, like, as they would put a cowardly, a cowardly way. And it's like, look, if he's seven foot tall and a giant and terrifying, that's the smart thing to do. <laughs> yeah, she's like, my why do you brains. face me like a man? Well, no, because if I face you dead on in a fair fight, as you say, it's not a fair fight because you're huge. Because you're not a man. You're a dragon. <laughs> you're actually a dragon. I've seen you breathe fire. You have a whippy tail. <laughs> and scales. I'm using my brain. Joss. Joss. <laughs> I had to think about his name for a second. Like, who even are you? Joss. Poor Mary and Aunt Patience. Aunt mm. Patience didn't deserve that. Oh, yeah, she didn't. She was innocent. Mm. It's interesting how many women suffer because of guilty men. Like, yes. It's just fucking rude, really, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yes. And the circles that it goes on, the ripples that go on mm-hmm. to infect others because of one man. It's bullshit. That's um, it's frustrating. You've had your time, men. And it's time to bow out gracefully. It's just like, I know, you know, where are you, murderer? <laughs> like, it would have some knock-on effects to, like, James and whatnot. Mm. But it always seems to come around that it's like, it's the women in these situations who really suffer because the men are shit. Yes. Yes. It's annoying. Yes. After this, there is another, the there is another shout. Um, they've broken down the door to the storage room and found Harry the peddler still locked inside. <laughs> At least they found him. But, no, I'm calling bullshit. He came out, he stabbed them, and no, wait, I think, Jem, please continue, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> They've got him! It's the murderer! shouted Richards, calling to Mary, and she turned, brushing aside the hood that covered her face, and looked down upon the group of men who came to the trap. The captive stared up at her, blinking at the light that flashed in his eyes, his clothes cobweb-covered, his face unshaven and black. Um, cobweb? How long have you been there? Ten years! He's been in Narnia! <laughs> <laughs> What a journey! <laughs> it's been 50 years! I was a king! I was a king! 
are my children? <laughs> Just shut the door. <laughs> God, that... Yeah, it's lucky none of them got married and had kids in Narnia, isn't it? They come yeah. back and they're like, where's my wife? In The Horse and His Boy, I think Susan's meant to marry someone, but then she's like, nah, I want to be free. <laughs> Run in the fields and fill the wind of my hair. Did one in the film she gets with Caspian? Yeah. And then in the next film, um, Lucy hits on him and he's like, yes, I miss your sister. Lol. And she's like, oh yeah, for that. <laughs> And also you're like, I mean, I realise that you've grown up and been older than me. Mm. And now you're a lot younger than me and it's weird. It's weird. It's weird, Lucy. Let's let it go. It's just, let it go. She's like, it's been a while, Caspian. He's like, yeah, so how's your sister? <laughs> like, a dick. She totally doesn't even believe in you anymore. It's not real. <laughs> um, but yes, it's Harry the Peddler. Who is he? They shout. Do you know him? <laughs> and the squire came round in front of the trap and bade them bring the man close so that she could see him well. I don't like fucking stink. Yeah. Um, what do you know of this fellow? He said to Mary. We found him in the barred room yonder, lying on some sex, and he denies all knowledge of the crime. He was of the company. He was of the company. He had what in there? <laughs> what did he do to the sex? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I where f- did you find our patients? <laughs> you to announce it your teeth just get further and further forward <laughs> <laughs> he's just like slowly turning into a horse yeah, it's like right behind we'll get up into the night <laughs> like at least you got some use yeah at least you got a squire horse now <laughs> he was one of the company said mary slowly and he came to the inn last night and quarreled with my uncle my uncle had the better of him and locked him up in the barred room threatening him with death he had every reason to kill my uncle and no one could have done it but him he is lying to you. But the door was locked upon him. It took three of us to more or more to break it down from the outside, said the squire. This fellow has never been from the room at all. Look at his clothes. Look at his eyes. Dazed but still by the light. He's not your murderer. The peddler glanced furtively from one to the other of his guards, his small mean eyes darting to right and left. And Mary knew at once that what the squire had said was no more than the truth. Harry the peddler could not have committed the crime. He had lain in the barred room since the landlord put him there over 24 hours ago. He had lain there in the dark, waiting for release, and during the long hours, someone had come to Jamaica Inn, gone in, his work completed, and gone again, his work completed in the silence of the night. Yeah. But also, Joss is a heavy man. Did you not hear a mighty crash? This is kind of what I was thinking of, like, on the sidelines, but, okay, okay, you didn't do it key fucking witness what have you heard yeah i was asleep (sighs) to be fair probably a lot of the loot they got was alcohol Uh, ah yeah he probably is throwing myself like Mm -hmm. what did you hear (laughs) (laughs) very nice kittens you heard kittens (laughs) and a hat (laughs) (laughs) should we put him back in the cellar I I i would but yes as you might um, suspect, this only leaves one suspect. Jem. Yeah. I think it was Mary. <laughs> Katie's frowning as though, like, and it wasn't Jem. Well, that's a fucking plot twist. <laughs> I just find your keyboard very difficult to use. It finds you very difficult to use. Okay. Totally leaves one suspect. <clears throat> she waited there, her chin in her hands and her hood fallen away from her face. And she neither heard his blasphemies nor saw his furtive, narrow eyes. For she remembered other eyes that had looked upon her in the morning. And another voice that had spoken calm and cold saying of, the, of his brother, he shall die for this. Yeah. There was a sentence flung carelessly on the way to Launceston Fair. I have never killed a man. Yet. 
was the gypsy <laughs> woman in the market square. There's blood on your hand. You'll kill a man one day. Um, All the little things she would forget rose sorry. up again and clamoured against him. I love that we're like, oh, he said he's going to kill him in the morning. Oh, yeah, he said he haven't killed a man yet. And then the second, like, and the uh, psychic fortune teller woman did say, you know, that, um, yeah, he would do it one day. At that point, we're both like, oh, then that's legit. That is legit, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. I was doubting the other bits, but yeah, fair enough if she said it. If she said it, he knows what she's about. It's probably in his horoscope that week. His streak of callous cruelty, his lack of tenderness, his tainted Merlin blood. Oh, Merlins. Merlin. Merlins. Um, a short time after that, there is a sound of another horse um, clopping towards the inn. It's the vicar of Alternum. Alternum, whatever the fuck it's fucking called. <laughs> so you, you took your fucking team. Like, where the fuck have you been? Finding another horse, you lost the other one I hired. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he has a horse. It's called, um... Oh, what is it called? It's called, like, Reckless or something. <laughs> can't be a vicar with a horse called... Oh, but he's weird with it. He does like to be reckless on he... a horse. Hang on, I I think I have underlined some of what his horse is called. But I don't think I actually... I, I have to know now. I want to call him Havoc. It is something like that. Havoc, I think, is a good name. Havoc and Chaos. Restless. Restless. Mm, yeah. This makes me think of Restless Legs Syndrome. You can't call it Restless. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he's, he'd gone home, found Mary's note and set out straight away. Um, it was agreed that Mary would go back with the vicar and to rest and recuperate, which she does. So that's the next day. She slept in, um, she's had a sleep and is all alone in Francis Davies' sitting room, reflecting on sexism once again. Fair enough. Once more, she um, knew the humility of being born a woman when the breaking down of strength and spirit was taken as natural and unquestioned. Were she a man, now she would have received a rough treatment or indifference at the best and be requested to ride at once perhaps to Bodmin or to Launceston to bear witness with an understanding that she should find her own lodging and betake her, herself to the world's end if she wished when all questions had been asked. <laughs> and like, these little asides, um, with the sexist asides, I think are quite interesting. I think Daphne de Maurier, supposedly, um, stated in her memoirs that she wished she'd been born a boy. Yeah. So I, thought, I do find it interesting how she clearly dislikes and doesn't associate with a lot of femininity traits. Yeah. And like how women are positioned in society. And um, I'm sure if you were very So clever. she kind of thinks because she's a woman, she's a freeloader. And if she was a guy, she'd have to just pull her socks up and stand yeah, on her own two feet. Kind of. And like, you know, how it's just sort of like. I mean, if I got through a traumatic time, I'd be happy I wouldn't have to go off it's and thing, start isn't it? again. It's like, in this day, it's just like, yeah, but that's toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like, if you if you're if you have a penis hanging between your legs and your, you still need and your aunt is murdered yeah. and you've just come through a horrific situation, you should still, people should still treat you tenderly and nicely. Yeah, literally. Like, um, no, go to land's end. Yeah. But I think it's interesting how, you know, and I'm sure someone very clever could write a very interesting comparison and comments on this. <laughs> so someone do that. Um, back to the story. Mm. So sitting here alone, Mary is feeling all gloom about Jem because she still loves him, but also like he killed her aunt and mm. you know there was no need for that. So she's a bit designed to die alone. No need for that. <laughs> it's like, so yeah, she's like, I will die an old maid scorned by the lover I kiss. Okay. It's like, okay, I know you're upset, mm. but there are other people and who won't kill your family. Yeah. You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. After a while, she starts to get bored and look around the living room. <clears throat> Francis David does a lot of paintings of the landscapes around the countryside, and he is very good. Um, but uh, Mary's looking through them a bit, and she can't quite explain why, but she doesn't like them. But it's not her style. She's ableist and yeah. hates the vicar. Yeah. Like, I just sense they're done by someone gross. <laughs> 
kind of. <laughs> so she's like, there's something wrong about wrong about them. Something eerie and unsettling. Like there's something off. Mm. Turning away and being nosy, she looks through his desk and comes across another drawing hidden in the back of a drawer. Ugh, this is wank drawing. <laughs> Some crusty tissues. As well. <laughs> this was not a drawing at all. It was an M and S drawing. <laughs> delicious drawing mm. but a caricature grotesque as it was horrible the people so it's a paint it's a drawing of like the people in the church <laughs> it's a dick pic <laughs> it's the church and all yeah. the congress in it and the vicar at the front okay. the people of the congregation were bonneted and shawled and in their best clothes as for sunday he had drawn sheep's heads upon their shoulders instead of human faces the animal jaws gaped foolishly out to the preacher with silly vacant solemnesses solemnesses Sol- Solemnity. Oh, sol- solemnity. It's fun to pronounce. Yeah. And their hooves were folded in prayer. Oh, the features of each cute. Sheep, I know, it does sound quite cute. <laughs> the features of each sheep had been touched upon with care, as though representing a living soul, but the expression on every one of them was the same, that of an idiot who knew nothing nor cared. The preacher, with his black gown and halo of hair. <laughs> He's clearly never been given side-eye by a sheep. Yeah. I have. <laughs> they got some sass. Yes, <laughs> Um, and his halo of hair was Francis Davy, but he had given himself a wolf's face, and the wolf was laughing at the flock beneath him. Oh. He's, well, clearly, he's, I just want to comment quickly in case people can hear the helicopter. If we record at Katie's, we have traffic. If we record here, we hear active warfare. <laughs> we can't win. So we don't like the traffic. <laughs> we like warfare. Interesting. Um, so he obviously has contempt for his whole congregation. Yeah, so she's just a bit like, that's blatant blasphemy, though, as yeah. well. And obviously he's meant to be a man of God, so she's a bit like, ah. and then she hears footsteps, and she's like, ah. so she quickly shoves it back in the drawer and jumps back in her chair. Yeah. Um, so he comes in and is like, oh, sorry, did I start with you? You feeling okay? Do you want to join me for dinner tonight? And she's like, my little okay. baba sheep. <laughs> and she's like, hey! And he's like, cool. Um, so they sit down to dinner in silence, and then Francis Davy talks to her. How are you? Jesus Christ. The Lord is my shepherd. Bah! Is curiosity dead in Mary Ellen that she does not ask me what I have done with my day? He said at length. Oh, I hate him now. I know, he's so creepy. And bringing the flush of guilt to her face at once. It's no business of mine where you've been, she answered. You are wrong there, he said. And it is your business. I have meddled in your affairs the live long day. You asked for my help, did you not? Oh! What's that? Oh, Marsha. Well, I think he killed Joss and Aunt Patience. Maybe. Mary was ashamed and hardly knew what to reply. I have not thanked you yet for coming so promptly to Jamaica Inn, she said. Nor for my bed last night and my sleep today. You think me ungrateful. I never said that. I wondered only at your patience. Careful choice of words there, savage. Lol. At your patience. I'd well, like to think dead, he did so... labour that. Like, I, what was it? I care to... I only... I, I wondered only at your... Patience. Boink. Sassy, savage smile. Exactly. I meant to do a facial expression and I was like, this is a podcast sassy. <laughs> it did not strike two when I bed you um, sleep this morning and it is now seven in the evening, long hours and things do not stand still by themselves. Did you not sleep then after you left me? I slept until eight and then I breakfasted and was away again. My grey horse was lame and I could not use him. So progress was slow with the So pot. I rode the squire. <laughs> 
<laughs> he jogged like a snail to Jamaica Inn and from Jamaica Inn to North Hill. You've been to North Hill. Hill, I'm kind of curious why he went to Jamaica Inn. Like, well, that's just a building. It's because they always return to the scene of the crime. Can't mm-hmm. help it. Can't Have help it. it. Yep. Mr. Bassett entertained me um, to luncheon. There were eight or ten of us present, I dare say, and each one of us um, shouting his opinion to the deaf of, um, ear of his neighbour. Does Mr. Bassett suspect anyone? Mary's tone was guarded and she kept her eyes on her plate. The food tasted like sawdust in her mouth. Um, Mr. Bassett is ready to suspect himself. He has questioned every inhabitant within a radius of ten miles. A number of strange persons who were abroad last night is legion. It'll take a week or more to have the truth from every one of them, but no matter. Mr. Bassett is not deterred. Mm. Um, so yeah, they're just sort of being a bit weird. The plot doth thicken. <laughs> just thickening up, just thickening up nicely. Yeah. So now Francis De, um, Davy tells her that Jem was at the, the, the luncheon with the squire. Really? Asked, yeah. That's a weird dynamic. Oh, I know. Well, she's like, she says that. She's like, why? And he's like, well, as brother of the deceased, I guess he had right to be there. But still. Um, we'll get to that. Um, and Jem asked the vicar to tell Mary just how sorry he was, presumably um, because of her, the death of her aunt. Mm. Patience. Patience. Well, like um, we were saying, or did we say that would Jem have killed Aunt Patience? Probably not. Yeah. So it's a sneaky, sneaky vicar. It's a sneaky, sneaky vicar. What sneaky, sneaky vicar? He slithered right in. I didn't. I know it hasn't been confirmed yet, but I, I did not see that coming. I know, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Then there's this bit. Mm. Sorry, for some reason I didn't put this in the my notes, but I did put it in my in the book. Yeah. Just before he mentions Jem, the peddler also says this. When I considered the peddler, he continued, after a while, helping himself generously to stewed damsons, I feel it very remiss of the murderer not to have looked into the barred room. It may have been that he was pressed for time, but a minute or two could hardly have affected the issue, and he would most certainly have made the whole affair more thorough. In what way, Mr. Davy? Why, by putting paid to the peddler's account. You mean, he might have killed him too? Precisely. The peddler is no ornament to the world while he lives, and dead he would have at least made food for worms. That is my opinion. What is more, had the murderer known that the peddler had attacked you, he would have a motive strong enough to kill him twice over. Like, And she's like, I don't see what I have to do in the matter. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're too modest an opinion of yourself. I did it all for you, Mary. I did it all for you. It's all for you. It's always been about you. Um... Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, yeah, he's like, they continue to eat in this. Um, he's like, oh, you have far, far too modest opinion of yourself, he replied. They continue to eat in silence. Mary um, lowered her, her head and I, her eyes fixed on her plate again. Um, instinct told her that he played her as an angler pay, plays, the, plays the fish upon his line. At last, she could wait no longer, um, but must blurt him a question. So Mr. Bassett and the rest of you have made little headway after all, and the murder is still at large? Yeah, because they've just been fucking drinking and eating. Yeah. <laughs> this oh. is why me and Katie don't do true crime podcasts. <laughs> oh, but we have not moved as slowly as that. Some progress has been made. The peddler, for instance, in hopeless attempts to save his own skin, has turned King's evidence to the best of his ability, but he has not helped us us much. We have had from him his bald account of what went on on Christmas Eve, in which he says he took no part, and also yeah. some patching together on the long m- months. All I saw on a Christmas Eve was an arse coming out of a carriage window first. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Why would you point out that way? <laughs> Just odd. And then the rest of the lunch, Mary, was us all discussing your ass and your weird climbing out of carriage tactics. Are your hips okay? No, they're grated, fucking sour. It's sore. 
Oh. Well, whose fault is that? Mary climbing out of us first. The man who locked me in there. I don't know, Mary. She's at least 50 50. Why are you climbing out of us first, Mary? <laughs> I think it's work. And Ed is asking about her, the, um, the organisation. Mary said nothing. She shook her head when he offered her the damsons. In fact, continued the vicar, he went so far as to suggest that the landlord of Jamaica Inn was the leader, in name only, and that your uncle had his orders from one above. That, of course, puts a new complexion on the matter. The gentleman became excited and a little disturbed. It's from the vicar. What have you to say for the peddler's theory? It's possible, of course. I believe you once made the same suggestion to me. (gasps) I may have done. I forget. If this is so... Would it would seem that the unknown leader and the murderer must be one and the same person? Don't you agree? I mean, and she's like, well, well yeah, no, because also no. Like, yeah, like no, it could still definitely be two different people. I mean, the person who murdered Joss could have just been someone who, you know, whose uh, husband happened to be murdered. Yeah, like, like, exactly. Or it, one of the guys that was left behind on Christmas Day who didn't get yeah, on the carriages. Like, I was yeah, like, plenty of enemies. Yeah, it's like I think. That's a broad stretch. Yeah, but <laughs> sure, if you're doing like the Scooby Doo thing, like, and I would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> if I hadn't told you my entire plan and confessed. So I'm like, what? That's what you are confessing to? Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, then he makes a remark about Jem coming in, and he says, "Young Merlin appears to possess intelligence." His answers were most astute. He must have a far better brain than his brother ever had. You told me he lived somewhere precariously, I remember. He stole horses, I believe. Mary nodded. Her fingers traced a pattern on the tablecloth. He seemed to have done that when he there was nothing better to do, said the vicar. But when a chance came for him to use his intelligence, he took it. And small blame to him, I suppose. No doubt he was well paid. <gasps> Launston night. He went and saw the vicar. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh god so I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that this is literally all quote but you know when like the villain does their massive monologue yeah yeah the, the Scooby Doo moment yeah we're just Scooby Dooing it all John Mer John who the fuck's John I don't know <laughs> it's Joss and Jen together it's a cousin, <laughs> so it's a cousin it really involved. annoys me that their dead brother's called Matthew and not like John yeah or John 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 <laughs> Jem, John and Joss yeah that'd be nice no, it's Joss, I like a, a Jack Jem. in there Jem, Joss and Jack. Yeah, Jess, John, that's Dump. what it should have been. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Jem Merlin informed against his... Br- oh, this is her. Jem Merlin informed against his brother? The vicar pushed away his plate and began to set things in um, in order on the tray. Oh, certainly, he said. So Mr. Bassett gave me to understand. It appears that it was the squire himself who fell in with your friend at Launston on Christmas Eve and carried him off to North Hill as an experiment. You've stolen my horse. So, You've stolen my horse, he said. And that's me, horse <laughs> what I'm really going to miss in jail. You just love horses so much. I would like to never see one again. I mainly stole them so I could, like, live. Like, <laughs> it's not because I just really like horses. He does, though. <laughs> he loves them. <laughs> to be fair, then, I don't never see a horse again. Aww. Oh, I like horses. They're really nice. They're really pretty. After this, we're going to watch Black Beauty. God, it's going to be traumatic. The 90s one, or early noughties. Um... And you're as big a rogue as your brother. I have the power to clap you in jail tonight. You'll never see a horse again. Um, but you can go free if you bring me proof that your brother at Jamaica Ridd is the man I believe him to be. 
Your young friend asked for time, and when the time was up, he shook his head. No, he said, you must catch him yourself. Oh, sorry, this is Jem speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you must catch him yourself if you want to. I'm, I'm damned if, I, if I'll have a truck with the law. But the squire pushed a proclamation under his nose. Look there, Jem, he said, and see what you think of that. There's been the bloodiest wreck on Christmas Eve since the Lady of Gloucester went ashore above Padstow last Gloucester. winter. Oh, hey man, take up with the victim and his horse. Yeah. Gloucester. Gloucester. Everything must wrap. <laughs> um, now, will you change your mind? Very well, Mr. Bassett. You shall have your proof. Ooh. So, sorry, can you tell me when that conversation happened? Did that happen today? Or so that the, happened Launston? The initial conversation where he asked Jem to give evidence was on Christmas Eve. Because he, he just said there's been a wrecking on Christmas Day. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that was on Christmas Eve that the, yeah, they had their initial conversation and Jem asked for time. Oh, yeah, and then he came a little time back. to think, to think mm. about it. And then um, he came back to the squire, not Christmas morning, but after he'd seen Mary, after he went to go see Mary, found out that Joss had beaten her up and, like, terrorised mm. her, he went back to the squire. And was after like, he smashed the window. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes back to the squire and the squire's like, are you going to tell me now that it's been the bloodiest wreck ever? And he's like, yeah, I... Um, ah, okay. Like, a, gone, it's like, have you seen her fucking face? I was talking about the ship on the sea. Like, oh, Mary, she looks like minced meat. <laughs> it's not nice. So, yeah, Jem's gone back to because he wasn't going to report a to Joss because he was like, that's my bro, man. Yeah. I might know, I might not like the guy, but that's my bro. Yeah. And now he's seen that he's hurt Mary. He's like, I oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, no bros before hoes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hoes before bros, apparently. Yeah. It's like, well, yes. And they turn out to be abusive. Yeah, yes. exactly. Good. When the bros are murderers, Katie. <laughs> then of course we protect the hose. <laughs> God. And to be fair, protect the hoses and the women and also the hose yeah. along the seafront from fucking Joss Marlin. <laughs> yeah. And protect our sex workers as well. Protect everyone. Protect Fuck the men. everyone. Fuck, Fuck the men. Put, put the men in the sea. Put them all in the sea. Yeah. They can all sort it out themselves. <laughs> they can all have a good thrash around the sea. Yeah, they figure it out themselves. Horrid boys. Um... And then, when they're done thrashing, the ones that have um, been deemed good enough can come on the shore and see a nice horsey! A nice pony! <laughs> Mr. Davy, Mary said slowly, I believe I've been the biggest fool that ever came out of Cornwall. <laughs> yes, Mary, I believe you are. You've got to say that bit with the Cornwall. I've been the biggest fool that ever came out of Cornwall. <laughs> oh my god, so there's a TV like a series of this, and I was going to watch it, and I watched the trailer, but I can't fucking handle the... <laughs> And then you came out and you had to leave my young town. Oh my and god. You went to Jamaica Inn. I think it's amazing. I, would, I feel we should have done this with more of those accents. <laughs> should we do it for the end? Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Davy, she said slowly. I believe I am the biggest fool that ever came out of Cornwall. Yes, Mary, I believe you are. Good. And I was going to say, I'm hoping that you keep the vicar without a Cornish accent because yeah. that's how you know how he's evil, like an English person in an American film. Exactly. Like, um. His dry tone, so cutting after the gentle yeah, voice she off. knew, she um, was a rebuke in itself, and she accepted it with humility. Whatever like, happened, you're not meant to agree, fuck's sake. sake, man, I'm fragile right now. <laughs> Whatever happens, she continued, I can face the future now bravely and without shame. I'm glad of that, he said. She shook her hair back Splendid. from her face and smiled for the first time since he had known her. The anxiety and the dread had gone from her at last. What else did Jem Merlin say and do? she asked. Vicar glanced at his watch and replaced it with a sigh. <sighs> I wish I had the time to tell you, he said, but it's nearly eight already. The hour's gone by too fast for both of us. I think we have um, talked enough about Jem Merlin for the present. Tell me one more thing. Was he at North Hill when you left? He was. In fact, it was his last remark that hurried me home. What did he say to you? She's got to say everything very measuredly. Yeah. Yep. 
he did not address himself to me. He announced his intention of riding over to over tonight to visit the blacksmith at Woleg Wollagan. Woleg Wollagan. <laughs> Wollagan. <laughs> Mr. Davy, you were playing with me now. I most certainly am not. Wollagan is a Wollagan is not a word. <laughs> <laughs> Wollagan is actually a word, Mary. Like, oh, it sounds ridiculous. It does, it does. I can't deny that. Um, Wollagan is a long trek from North Hill, but I dare say he can find his way before dark. What has he to do with you if he... What has it to do with you if he visits the blacksmith? Mm. He will show the nail he picked up in the heather. The nail from a horse's shoe. Yeah. Remember the vicar said his horse was lame today? So he had to take the cob. Oh! He will show the nail he picked up in the heather down in the field below Jamaica Inn. The nail came, comes from a horse's shoe. The job was carelessly done, of course. The nail was new; it was a new one. And Jem Merlin, being a stealer of horses, knows the work of every blacksmith on the moors. Look here, he said to the squire. I found it this morning in the field behind the inn. Now you have had your discussions and want me no more. I'll ride to Wollagan with your leave and throw this in Tom Jory's face as a bad workmanship. Well, and what then, Mary? Yesterday was Sunday, was it not? And on Sunday, no blacksmith plies his trade unless he has great respect for his customer. Only one traveller passed Tom Jury's smithy yesterday and begged a new nail for his lame horse. And the time was, I suppose, somewhere near seven o'clock in the evening, after which the traveller continued his journey by way of Jamaica Inn. How do you know this? said Mary. Because it was me. Because, Mary Yellen, you really are very fucking slow. <laughs> yeah. The traveller was the vicar of Alternan. And who's that? <laughs> Francis Davy. Alternan. I thought it was Alteranan. <laughs> remember she's pretty, remember she's pretty, remember she's pretty. <laughs> you did all this for her. Like, remember she's got she's got sexy dark hair and you're into it. Um, so, ooh, ooh. who could have seen that coming? <laughs> Only we of the past half hour. Yeah, but no, before the past half hour, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. it's that moment he's sort of, when he's suddenly like being, it's like when you first see the painting, you're like, oh, creepy. Yeah. And then when he's like, does Mary not have any patience left? And you're like, <laughs> well, no, because you killed her. <laughs> and it just starts being creepy. You're like, oh, <gasps> oh, yeah. So Mary's like, oh, well, this isn't good. Um, <laughs> well, this really escalated, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Gemma is, is innocent. You may be a horse thief, but he's not a murderer. Yeah. Um, but Mary's in a bit of a pickle because now she's stuck here with a murderer. Yeah. Which is, you know, less than ideal. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so, but she's like, oh, fucking nerve. You are pleased to be mysterious tonight, Mr. Davy. Huh? He did not answer at once. So she she's fucking flirting. Or someone's very mysterious tonight. She's like, well, to be fair, maybe my tits will get me out of this. <laughs> yeah. They've done it before. They'll no, do, do it again. again. <laughs> um, he did not answer at once. She heard him swallow again. And then, he, she, and then he leant forward in his chair with an abrupt change of subject. You lost your confidence in me today before I came, he said. You went to my desk and found the drawing. You were disturbed. No, I did not see you. I am no keyhole watcher. But I saw that the paper had been moved. You said to yourself, as you um, have said before, what manner of man is this vicar of Alternan? And when you heard my footsteps on the path, you crouched in your chair there before the fire rather than look upon my face. Don't shrink from me, Mary Yellen. There is no longer any need for pretense between us and we can be frank with one another, you and I. Mary turned to him and then away again. There was a message in his eyes and she feared to read. I am very sorry. Sorry, I am very sorry I mm. went on your desk, she mm. said. Mm. 
Such an invasion was unforgivable, and I don't yet know how I came to it. As for the drawing, are you ignorant of such things? And whether it be good or bad, I cannot say. I mean, <laughs> she tell me what you like about it specifically. <laughs> I like how you look like a wolf. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. Why do I recognise that? What's that from? It's from Family Guy. And Stewie like beats <laughs> yes. up Peter. And he's like, no, tell me you like my macaroni painting. <laughs> it's nice. What do you like about it specifically? Yes. I like how it looks like an owl. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't think he's asking about the penmanship. <laughs> I like the... Shady. You've got a very good colour palette. <laughs> Mary, what does it symbolise? Death! <laughs> My mother! Painting! Summer! <laughs> I, just, like, I just love that he's still like entertaining talking to her. But she's just like... Ah. To be fair, she's playing dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad she's playing dumb. <laughs> Well, it did take her a while to get there. He was yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and playing maybe, dumb and also is also just a little dumb. I suppose as well. Maybe she was like, the longer he doesn't admit it, the longer I'm, he, the longer he might not murder me. Yeah, it's forward like, shall we just drop all pretenses? You're going to kill me, aren't you? Yes. So why should we drop pretenses? You make a good point. I really like the colours. Yeah, so I'll just keep up with the chit-chat for now. Yeah. Maybe an idea will come to me. <laughs> or a gem. Yeah, solid plan. Um... Never mind if it be good or bad. The point was that it frightened you. <laughs> yes, Mr. Davy, it did. You said yourself again, this man is a freak of nature and his world is not my world. You were right there, Mary Yellen. Sorry, did what? she say that to his fucking face? No, he's a fucking mind reader, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, this is the bit where you're like, you're insane. Like, are you Jesus? <laughs> are you fucking Doctor Who? Yeah. You were right there, Mary. Yeah, then I live in the past when men were not as so humble as they are today. Oh, not as humble. History and doublet and, and hose and maps. <laughs> hose is an H O S E. It's in doublet. And ho- I don't know what doublet is and hose. I had my doublet, I had my hose. I had my doublet, I had my hose and narrow pointed shoes. (laughs) They were never my friends, but long ago in the beginning of time when the rivers and the sea were one and the old gods walked the hills. Sorry, the rivers and the seas are one, there's no land. (laughs) That's just terrible. This isn't... Oh, you Back know when what? the world was new, the planet Earth was down on its luck, and the vicar all terrain and ran amok. <laughs> but also, like, if it, yeah, if it was all just sea, then in that thing, Noah? <laughs> God! <laughs> That's what I mean. Um, but yeah, he's just gone mad. Um, he rose from his chair and stood before the fire, a lean black figure with white hair and eyes, and his voice mm. was gentle now as she had known it at first. Well, were you a student, you would understand, he said. But you are a woman, living around already in the 19th century. And because of this, my language is strange to you. Well, you're speaking English, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I am a freak in nature, and a freak in time. And <laughs> <laughs> a freak between the sheets. <laughs> Freaky. I do not belong here, and I was born with a grudge against the age and a grudge against mankind. Peace is a very, it's very hard to find. Nice rhyme. In the 19th century. The silence is gone, even on the hills. I thought to find it in the Christian church, but the dogma sickened me, and the whole foundation is built upon a fairy tale. Christ himself is a figurehead, a puppet thing created by man himself. Well, I would say if you were, like, feeling contemptuous for men and, like, I mean, like, humanity and everyone, 
I wouldn't join like organized religion. I don't yeah. really think you're going to find your place there. I just imagine they're going to start there like, uh-huh. Yeah. Christianity wouldn't be the first place I'd look. No. No. It's also just the fact it's sort of like, I'm from a different time. Okay, but you're actually not though. Yeah. You were or born you? in here and now. Like you're, you're not Doctor Who. <laughs> are you? <laughs> Doctor? <laughs> I mean, maybe. He does kind of take her away. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah. Weird. Strange. Yeah. Anyway, so this next passage of text coming up is the villain's massive exposition monologue where they fill in all the details. So, yeah, it's long. (laughs) Strap in, lads. Strap in, lads. But, you know, it covers all the plot holes. Yeah. Um, I don't understand you, Mr. Davy. Why, yes, you understand me very well. You know by now that I killed the landlord of Jamaica Inn and his wife too. Nor would the peddler have lived had I known of his existence. You have pieced together the story together in your own mind while I talked to you just now. You know that it was I who directed every move made by your uncle, and that he was a leader in name alone. I have sat here at night with him in your chair there, and the map of Cornwall spread out on the table before us. Joss Merlin, the terror of the countryside, twisting his hat in his hands and touching his forelock when I spoke to him. He was like a child in the game, powerless without my orders. A poor, blustering bully that hardly knew his right hand from his left. His vanity with, um, was like a bond between us, and the greater his um, notoriety among the, his companions, the better he was pleased. We were successful, and he served me well. No other man knew the secret of our partnership. Mm-hmm. You were the block, Mary Ellen, against which we stubbed our toes. With your wide, inquiring eyes and your gallant, inquisitive head, you came among us. <laughs> with your fucking big head! <laughs> Baby, I'm against you too. Yeah. You don't get to play, Mary. You don't like killing people. No. Um, uh, your head came amongst us, and I knew that the end was near. In my case, in any case, we had played the game to its limits, and the time had come to make an end. How you pestered me with your courage and your conscience, and how I admired you for it. Of course, you must hear me in the empty guest. You must, uh, um, of course, you must hear me in the empty guest room at the inn, and must creep down the kitchen and see the rope up on the beam. Well, that was your first challenge. So he was the one hiding upstairs. Do you remember oh, that very first night? Yeah. Oh, good job. She didn't like go give him a knock on the door. That yeah. would have been hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and that's where we end the book. Be <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Hello. Had she huh. met him by that point? Because yeah. she was proper freaked out by him. Yeah, yeah. she probably just had a heart attack. Ah! It's a ghost! <laughs> yes. <laughs> probably. To be fair. Yeah. I mean, it's a Halloween episode. It's a fucking ghost. Yeah. yeah. It's not cool to say just because he's half been her. <laughs> yes, it's not. Cause, I mean, Daphne de Moray makes us this way. Yeah. She started it. <laughs> she started it. And then you steal out upon the moor after your uncle who had tried to... Um, who had tried with me on a rough tour, and losing him in the darkness, stumbled upon myself and made me your confidant. Well, I became your friend, did I not, and gave you good advice, which, believe me, could not have been bettered by a magistrate himself. Your uncle knew nothing of our strange alliance, nor would he have understood. He brought his own death upon himself by disobedience. I knew something of your determination that you would betray him at the first excuse. Therefore, he should give you none, and time alone would quiet your suspicions. But your uncle must drink himself to madness on Christmas Eve, blundering like a savage, set the whole country ablaze. I knew then that he had betrayed himself, and with the rope around his neck would play his last card and name me master. Mm. Therefore, he had to die, Mary Ellen, and your aunt, who was his shadow. And had you been up Jamaica in last night when I passed by, you too? No, you would not have died. Oh, all right. But the, you know the um uncle of the Joss was waiting 
like for someone mm. with his gun after Christmas Eve. Yeah. We're waiting for the vicar. For the vicar. We knew he'd done fucked up. Ooh. Creepy. So the vicar started doing this just to like get money and stuff because it's been going on since before Mary was there. Yeah. And so he just was doing it good because he just doesn't really like people. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's like, so, eh, something to do. Yeah. Um, so now he's like, you'll be coming with me tonight before Jem has had a chance to figure out that I'm the bad guy. Come <laughs> on. I'd, I'd rather not. Um, so I've got a hand to Mary. She's got a nerve. Mm-hmm. She's a gangster too. She is a fucking gangster. Mm. Like, if I were in this situation, I, I'll be honest, I think I'd be very much like, I will do whatever it is to please you and run away at the earliest opportunity. Yeah. Until then, I'm, I'm your friend. You seem to forget, Mary Ellen, that I can read minds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Well, she's just sort of like, fine. Yeah. I'll come with you, Mr. Davies, she said. But you'll find me a thorn in the flesh and a stone in your path. You'll regret it in the end. Mm-hmm. Come as enemy. Cool, I'll just kill you then. Oh, shit. Literally, it's like, Mary, <laughs> stop trying to kill yourself. Shut up. Come as enemy or come as friend, that does not matter to me, he told her. You should be the millstone round my neck and I'll like you the better for it. You'll soon cast your mannerisms aside and all your poor trappings of civilization that you sucked into your system as a child. I'll teach you to live, Mary Ellen, as men and women have not lived for 4,000 years or so. You'll find no companion in me on your road, Mr. Davy. In loin? <laughs> Alongside mammoths? Also, Mr. Davey, you really like your horse and riding your horse. You didn't ride horses 4,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, there you go. They're going to have to get rid of wrestlers. They reckon 4,000 years ago. So they run off um, and on the two horses and he's just weird. He's like, ah, oh, restless. This departure is half your fault. Did you um, Did you but know it? When you cast your nail into the heather, not his fault, yeah. um, you betrayed your master. You must carry a woman on your back as penance. <laughs> I thought like, I was going to shoot him or something. Rude. No, so he's like, yeah, they take the horses and off they go. I'd be so, but I mean, has he got a gun? Because couldn't Mary just be like, okay, I'm going to run in the opposite direction. No, she's got, um, he's like laced the... Um, oh, he's got like a training lead yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, okay. he's, like, he's like saddled up to yeah. her. So she didn't go nowhere. Mm. Um, so off they go. They are making their way across the moors, avoiding the roads and trying to avoid bogs and marshes too. Oh, well, yeah, you should. avoid you. Marshes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mary, yes, I'd say, well, she shouldn't go with you. You're a hard man. Yes. Um, Mary hopes this will slow them down enough for Gemma and the squire to catch them up. Davy tells her how they'll run away to a different country and how wonderful it will all be. Mm. And she's like, Oh, no. Reminds me of Mr. Rochester with Jane Eyre. I'm like, and then you shall come to another country and you shall be my, oh, what is it? Like, concubine mistress? Yeah, and she's like, no. I don't really want to. Basically, yeah. You shall see Spain, Mary, and Africa, and learn something of the sun, and shall feel desert <laughs> sand under your feet, if you will. I care little where we go. You shall make the choice. Why do you smile and shake your head? I smile. So I smile because everything you say is fantastic, Mr. Davy, and impossible. You know as well as I do I shall run from you as the first chance, and at the first village, perhaps. I came with you tonight because you would have killed me otherwise. Mary, in shut daylight, up. within sight and sound of men and women, you will be as powerless as I am now. Mary, yes. Well, she's like, you can read my mind anyway. You might as well say yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But it's shut weird, up. isn't it? It's like, like, when he's like, he's just going to turn around and be like, fair enough, we'll kill you now. Yeah. He's literally. Just like, he's literally like, Mary, sweetie, mm. people aren't very nice. 
you're a woman. Like, I'm a vicar. Like, you like, really think they're going to believe you, sunshine? Yeah. That's, it's cute. It's very, very cute. Yeah. Apple Mary. Yeah, she's like, great. Mm. Um, but yeah, nerve. <laughs> nerve or stupidity. Mm. It's baseball. Um, on they go until the fog falls down upon them and it would be too dangerous to carry on. So they go up amongst the ricks of a tour and hide out. So they're off there freezing and... Dating. The rigs of a tall. Rocks. Like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're trying to shelter from the wind, but yeah, it's a bit cold. Mm, it's a bit cold. Yeah. They're um, out on the moor, is it? It's only just gone Christmas. Mm, it is cold. You are chilled, crouched there in your cloak with a stone behind your head. Yes. I'm a little better myself, but there is no draught here from a crevice in the rock. We would do better if we gave our warmth to one another. No, thank you. No. Thank I'd you. Rather um, die. She's like, I'm not cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm. In fact, I'm too warm. Why don't you take your cloak off then? Bye. <laughs> Fine, I shall. Oh, so much better. Cooling. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's like, no. Um, uh, um, so she ends up drifting off. They don't snuggle. Um, Mary stays away from him and, do- and dozes off. Suddenly they wake up by the thin morning light creeping up and a distant sound. <laughs> do you know what it is? He said. She stared back at him and shook her head. Nor could she have told him um, had speech been possible. Oh, I think she's got parched throat at this point too. <laughs> did you bring a drink? <laughs> um, Why did you not call for help? I was thirsty. <laughs> to be fair, sometimes your voice just goes. <laughs> <laughs> Little water. Thirsty. Um, she had never heard the sound before. He smiled then, a slow grin. Sorry, I'm just imagining Daphne tomorrow. And why didn't she call out? Because she's thirsty. Because <laughs> she's thirsty. Um, <laughs> He smiles then, a slow, grim smile that cut into his face like a wound. I heard once, and I had forgotten it, that the squire of North Hill keeps bloodhounds in his kennels. It is a pity for both of us, <laughs> Mary, that I did not remember. You're so creepy. <laughs> she understood, and with a sudden comprehension of that distant, yeah. eager clamour, she looked up at her companion, horror in her eyes yeah. and from him to the two horses standing patiently as ever by the slabs of stone yes he said following her glance we must let them loose and drive them down to the moors below they can serve us no longer now and would only bring the pack upon us poor restless you would betray me once again <laughs> so the horse is gonna go i mean the dog's gonna go after the horses do you think the dogs will catch the horses or can run faster the dogs are going to catch them. They're going to drive... They're, they're going to draw them away, yeah. So what he does, mm. he then, like, unleashes the horses and he goes to push them down, but they're like, I ain't going down there, there's crazy dogs down there. Yeah. So he starts pelting them with stones until they bolt. Oh, he's, he is not a nice man. And, and it's even creepier because he actually likes it. He doesn't care for the old horse, but he does like his horse Restless. Like, Aww. he didn't... He had loved him as much as, you know... But can um, he feel love at all? But, that, but that's what's creepier, like, yeah. almost, you know, that he did care for yeah. Restless. But... And he can still do that. Whereas, you know, if he was just like, it's just a dumb animal without feelings, yeah. it's like, you're less evil. I mean, obviously you're still evil. Yeah, you're still, still evil, man. But it's the fact that it's like, mm. this is something I care about and I can do this to them. What do you think I could do to you, man? Yeah. Mean! Also twisted. Um, <laughs> so now they're like, he, Davy grabs Mary and pulls her along, scrambling over the rocks, trying to get um, away, all while the barking of the dogs gets louder and louder. Mary is flagging and holding him back. Um, they're trying to like, climb up yeah. the rocks and everything. And finally, he lets her go. Save yourself then if you can, he shouted, his eyes burning in his pale face. So he leaves mm-hmm. her and carries on alone. Um, and off he goes. Mm-hmm. Mary clinging to the rocky wall while the dogs are now snapping at her feet. 
Because that's the thing. So driving the horses off didn't even achieve anything. They got a little head start, but it didn't help in the long run. Oh, so they kill the horses and then come after them? Mm, probably. Suddenly, there are g- gunshots in the air now. Mary, oh. call out. <laughs> Yet again, I'm thirsty. <laughs> Um, somebody shouted again and a man who knelt in the the heather scarcely 50 yards from it lifted his gun to his shoulder and fired the shot spat against the granite boulder without touching her and when he rose to his feet she saw that the man was Jem and he had not seen her Jem 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 you fucking tip (laughs) she's a whistle like Rose in Titanic come back come back oh no that's the other guy (laughs) 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 I like how we're doing impressions of a, of a whistle, like, then we could just go... But that's not what it sounds like. It's more panicked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bee! That's so cool. Um, he fired again, and this time the shot whistled close to her ear. Sorry, and... have you not noticed who it is, Jen? No, he can't see her. She's, like, half behind the rocks. Oh. Bee! And also, he's like looking past her to where the vicar is. So he's, oh. like, he's trying to aim for the vicar. Okay. The hounds were worming in and out amidst the bracken, and one of them leapt at the jutting rock beneath her, his great muzzle sniffing the stone. Snuff- snuffling the stone. <laughs> Excellent. Then Jem fired one more, and looking beyond her, Mary saw the tall black figure of Francis Davy outlined against the sky, standing upon a white, a wide slab. Like if you're being shot at, vicar, don't stand up and make yourself a target. He stood for a moment, poised like a statue, his hair blowing in the wind, and then he flung out his arms as a bird throws his wings for flight, and drooped suddenly and fell down from his granite peak to the wet, dank heather and the little crumbling stones. And it said that you lived your life like a candle in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but isn't it? How does that go? Says what Elton John wrote for Princess Diana, isn't it? But like a candle in the wind. <laughs> it's just a drama of him, like, like, poised on, like, oh! How do I go? Like, why you got to be so dramatic about it, Because <laughs> I like the flare! <laughs> <laughs> and that's dramatic irony. Mm-hmm. Um, damn! Jem yeah. can't come to save the day, and Davy is daddy. Mm. Davy Jones' locker. That's where he's gone. So, after this, we think maybe Jem sweeps her up in his arms, mm. they ride back off into the sunset, or something to that extent. No, they don't see each other for like two weeks. Oh, but does he even know she's there? No, so they, d- have not see- they have not seen each other since she saw him almost shoot her. <laughs> right, so he's just like, jobs are good, and goes off, and then she just makes her way, like, where? Well, the squire picks her up, oh, okay. and she goes and stays with the squire, yeah. and, you know, gets on with his family and everything, and they're like, oh, we can offer you a permanent position here, like, you know, like, as companion, basically, so, you know, basically... What a DOS job. I know, right? <laughs> but she And she's like, that's very sweet of you, but you're kind of posh twats, and I don't really vibe you. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate you. I hate you. You're tacky, and I hate you. Tacky, and I hate you. <laughs> so she doesn't really vibe. It's like, they're nice, mm. but she's like, we're just, you're not my people. Yeah. Um, too many right. plums and too many mouths, and I cannot look at your fucking watercolours one more time. Like, literally, like, be my companion, paint with me. No. <laughs> no. Um, uh, so yeah, she's like, she wants to go home to Helford and like see her old friends around mm. there and like she knows they'd help her get a little farm situation together and like kind of build her life from there that's what she wants to do 
Um, she um, she goes to Jem's house to basically say goodbye, mm. um, and she's kind of he's not there when she gets there, but the while passes, mm. and a cart starts walking head, heading towards her. Um, Jem's in it. He arrives, gets out, and they exchange some awkward small talk. Are you better? He called from behind the cart. I heard you were sick and had taken to your bed. You must have rode wrong, said Mary. I'll give him a that accent as well mm. now. Good, good, good. Yeah. I've been about the house at North Hill and walking in the grounds. There's never been much the matter with me except a hatred for my neighbourhood. There was... Neighbourhood? Oh, yeah, she doesn't like the bastards. Well, she likes them, but she doesn't want to be around. Oh, right, yeah. Um, okay, it's difficult to give them different voices now. Yeah, I know. You're going to have to... This is why I have to do it, like, really exaggerated. Yeah, like, like, he's going to have to get so, very deep. <laughs> there was room where you were to settle there and be companion to Mrs. Bassett. That's more like the truth, I suppose. Well, you'll lead a soft enough life with them, I dare say. No doubt they're kindly people when you know them. They've been more kindly to me than anyone else in Cornwall since my mother died, and that's the only thing that matters to me. But I'm not staying in Northdale for all that. Oh, you're not? <laughs> no, I'm going back home to Helford. It's Fair really enough. difficult to make the difference. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Mary tells him that she plans to um, get a little farm together and he tells her he can think of nothing, I can't really think of anything worse than living in a village and he wants to be on the road travelling all his life. Cool, you guys oh. want different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Um, and they kind of like touch on this, um, touch on this subject and understandably it's a bit difficult for them because they're like, well, I kind of fancy Juicy, you know, it'd be nice if you came along but mm-hmm. then we want different things. Um, how can I be sensible when you lean against my horse with your wild daft hair entangled in his mane wild and I know that in five or ten minutes' time I shall be over the hill yonder without you, and without you, my face turned towards the Tamar and you walking back to North Hill to drink tea with Squire Bassett. Delay your journey then and come to North Hill too. Don't be a damned fool, Mary. Can't you can you see me drinking tea with the squire and dancing his children on my knee? I don't belong to his class, no. and neither do you. I know that, and I'm going back to Helford because of it. I'm homesick, Jem. I want to smell the river again and walk in my own country. Um, go on then. Turn your back on me and start walking now. You'll come to a road after ten miles. It's a long bloody walk. They they just get on with it back they then, do. Casey. And so that will take you to Bodmin and from Bodmin to Truro and from Truro to Helstead. Once in Helstead, you will find your friends and make a home with them until your farm is ready for you. You are very harsh today and cruel. I'm harsh to my horses when they're obstinate and out of hand, but it doesn't mean I love them any less. Oh, Katie, it's beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. It's past noon already and I ought to be on the road. I've harvard... And I've had here long enough, he said. If you were a man, I'd ask you to come with me. And you'd fling your legs over the seat and stick your hands in your pockets and rub shoulders with me for as long as it pleased you. I'd do that now if, if you'd take me south, she said. Yes, but I'm bound north. And you're not a man. You're only a woman. And if you'd know it to your cost if you came with me, move off from the trace there, Mary. And don't twist the rein. I'm going now. Good boy. So, Bye. <laughs> obviously, it sounds really fucking odd. Like, yeah, but you're just a woman. But it's like, if you get on board with me, even if I were just to drive you home, you'd be alone with me, a man, for like many days. People would think we had sex and they thought you'd be a ruined woman. Yeah. It's what he's trying to say, but it comes across a lot worse. <laughs> so, it's not being a total bastard. <laughs> it's the times being a bastard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always find things like this weird. Because obviously... It's kind of meant to be romantic, but also they're still being dicks to each so other. So romantic, like, Katie, I love it. Why is, is this what people like? 
constant. Well, like I say, my favourite was Jane Eyre when um, he was like, but what will you do when you look at my hideous face? And she was like, you always were hideous. (laughs) You're always ugly, so carry on as well, I guess. (laughs) Same old. Now get a load of this ending. Oh, wait, amazing. So he gets up to go and everything, and she's there waiting, standing there, being all like, (gasps) it's not pride, she told him. You know what's then? It's not pride. There's a sickness in my heart that she won't go with him. Yeah, yeah. There's a sickness in my heart for home and I and all the things I've lost. He said nothing but drew the reins into his hands and whistled to the horse. Wait, said Mary. Wait and hold him still and give me your hand. He laid the whip aside and reached down to her and swung her beside him on the driver's seat. What now? He said. And where do you want me to take you? You you have your back to Helford. Do you know that? Yes, I know. She said. If you come with me, it'll be a hard life. And a wild one at times, Mary, with no biding anywhere and little rest and comfort. Men are real companions when the mood takes them, and I, God knows the worst of them. You'll get poor exchange for your fam and small prospect of the peace you crave. I'll take the risk, Jem, and chance your moods. Do you love me, Mary? I believe so, Jem. I am frowning, but I will let you finish. (laughs) Better than Alfred. I I can't ever answer that. Why are you sat here beside me, then? Because I want to. Because I, I must... Because now and forevermore, this is where I belong to be. He laughed then and took her hand and gave her the reins. And she did not look back over her shoulder again, but set her face towards the Tamar. Before we started recording, Katie was like, what do you think is going to happen? I was like, I don't see them riding off into the sunset together because even if they do, that's not a happy ending. Lol, give up on your own dreams and just assimilate with what the man wants. It's so infuriating because it's like, but she goes in and she's like, well, I'd like you to come and be my husband and mm. we'll go back to Helford and have a farm. And he's like, mm. I'd like you to be my wife, but I can't live in a village. That's not who I it's am. It's not even meet in the middle. It's literally, we'll just compromise and do what he wants. Yeah. And like, no even conversation about it. So no. Like, well, I guess we'll just do what the man wants. Exactly. No, like, she, it, like if it was something sort of like, okay, we won't live in a village, we'll live outside the village. And, you know, you'll be a travelling salesman, so you still get to travel. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even a conversation. Or- <laughs> <laughs> It's annoying! And the fact is, again, because she's a woman, so even if she goes with him for like six months, like, you know what? I really just wish I got the farm. Fucked, ruined prospects. Like, meh. The only thing she can do is marry him. And if she wants the farm, be like, yeah, he died. (laughs) Very sad. He's in in, um, Oxford. No. That's not my hubby. No, that's a, uh, my hubby's dead. Yeah. Well, lads, that was Jamaica Inn. Yeah, it was a very annoying ending! It's annoying though because it's obviously clearly meant to be like, oh, look at them riding off together. And it's like, no! She wanted to go home! <laughs> she, yeah, she was longing for all the things that she'd lost in her life. There's so much detail as well being like, of like, I've been like, and the river, and oh, the, the local pub and family who I was friends with, and, yeah. oh, and that person who will help me set me up, and, and I can go stay with this person I was friends with. I could probably also, find back a bit of my own farm. Yeah, like, Mary's got a fucking plan. What's Jim? I just want to go on the road and be a bit of a rogue, to be honest. Like, that's, that's not a plan. plan. <laughs> it's like, it's annoying. <laughs> it's infuriating. Yeah. Like, oh, Daphne de Well, no wonder Daphne de didn't want to be a woman. She's like, and then, even though she wanted other shit, she went with the man. As is the way. Oh, guys, I think we're going to have to wrap it up soon because I've got bikini wax booked and I need a shit. <laughs> well, thanks but for listening, lads. Thanks for listening. That was Jamaica Inn. It was. We will be taking a short break before starting the new season, yes. which we haven't fully decided which book we're doing yet. Things are on the go, though. But you shall hear from us soon. If you want to keep on board and keep the 
track of what's going yeah. on with us make sure you're following us on instagram that's where you can catch everything you can also catch it all on patreon first yeah and then you get to listen to it before halloween yeah exactly oh yeah for the uh, general masses you've had halloween now i hope you had a good one and yeah Woo! last bit of the spookies uh guy folks night and then we're getting christmasy Christmassy. well thanks lads speak to you next time bye, bye. for fuck's sake Bye.